0: of the world, the sound with the beach, the sound
1: that
3: Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio for, what, January? Oh, not January. January. How about August uh, the 12th? Uh, 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 yeah. I wish it were
4: January. It'll be a little uh, cooler a little than cooler, the 94 right? degrees we've got here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what is try, it? Try uh, August 12th. And what is it? Show August
3: 593? 12th, show number what? 593.
2: 593.
3: 593. And we hope we have internet. We've had a outage already tonight, so we hope it stays good and later in our after our news segment we have got more radio news for bernie i try to find oh, one good. Oh, It's all about bernie as we and well
4: bernie know. you've got your hand it raised, raised. I, uh, I, so. I,
2: I i see you have your hand raised so i don't know if you if you did that purposely if you wanted to bring up something before the news or or whatever but i see that your hand is raised here on zoom so no oh. okay well, no, then I, then I, by will, I okay. will
3: save my golden nugget for you. I wonder why my, my right arm was really tired.
5: <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
2: Well, uh, yeah. I thought it was either you lifting weights or something. I don't know. but
5: It's yeah. whatever it's doing. Yeah, he got the beer in the left hand.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, that's,
5: yeah. He's yeah, got beer too.
3: in both hands. So,
5: <laughs>
3: you know, but we yeah. do have a little nugget for him. So, But we'll get to that in due course. It's not earth-shaking, but it is for the person involved. So, anyway, (laughs) let's, uh, Jeff, take it away and set up this show.
2: I'll set it up. I got a a gin and tonic on my left hand and another gin and tonic on my right hand, but we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcasting on our radio news segment. We'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. And in Bill Sparks' featured segment, we're going to take a look at the history of talk radio at WFLA in Tampa, Florida with Mark Larson. And he he really talks about Rush Limbaugh, but he also talks about the radio station and the whole era around talk radio back in the 80s and 90s uh, when talk radio he felt was good. So you get to hear that one. It's a nice long interview, but I think you'll find it very interesting. After that, we're going to play a classic air check from WDRC-FM in 1998. And we're going to compare WDRC-FM from then when they were an oldie station to now today when they're doing classic rock is uh, 1029 the whale and we, now we featured the whale in 2015 so we're going to revisit Hartford Connecticut so all in all I think we have a very very busy show I also told Bill that I'm off on of my screen and another window I have the Nielsen um, personal people meter ratings for uh, for Indianapolis on the screen, and we can talk a little bit of that about that as well. So we've got a lot to do this month or the, or today, I should say.
3: So it's, it's in the water, Jeff. We're both screwing up. You've already <laughs> screwed up. Yeah, three I just
2: times. saw those ratings right before the show started. Did you? Okay, so uh, you you know what we're going to talk about then, Bernie? So uh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah.
3: Well, no, but I'm going to talk about something else with Bernie. This is a news nugget I have just Maybe. saved from. Have said well, you probably already know it. All right, is it, is it time for that award winning news? Well,
0: should we should we make the announcement about the change before
3: the news? Oh yeah, you go ahead and do that, Sean, because I forgot it already.
0: Okay, well, those of you that were not listening to Sports Lounge Live on Tuesday, Immigrants has added an extra hour on Tuesdays, one to four Eastern, and so that opens up time for Sports Lounge Live to move up two hours, four p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Pacific, starting this Tuesday. So we're two hours earlier, and you know because hey, Immigrants on there, so why not? Why not follow? A very good show. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Let A bad show follow a good show. That's so show. hopefully... And with all the shows Bill's doing on The Legend, that he can get a little extra Right,
3: right. I that. mean, yeah. I need some more exposure on The Legend. I'm working <laughs> seven days a week now till Tim gets back. So, you know, um, I just need some more exposure. Of course, I told Tim, sooner or later, sanity will prevail and somebody will come on his show and do a better job. So... <laughs> All right, so let's do this award-winning news.
2: I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. It's economic recovery for radio. New York's WINSAM reaches out to the Hispanic community. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we get our look at the Nielsen July personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and radio certainly is making news. And the buzzword this week is economic recovery. Most of the major radio groups reported their second quarter revenue results, and boy, were they up. In the case of Urban One, their second quarter revenue grew 41.6% to 1067 million dollars and that's up from 76 million dollars in 2020. Alfred Liggins, CEO of the company, is quite proud of how the company is performing and says advertiser demand is growing and growing. Odyssey also reported its second quarter revenue results and they were up 72 percent to 304 million dollars. Last year at this time, Odyssey's revenue was 175 billion dollars. Another company reporting their second quarter revenue was EntreVision, whose revenue grew 295 percent to 178.4 million dollars. Beasley also reported its second quarter revenue Result, and they were up 96%. iHeart also reported their second quarter revenue, and that was up 77%. Bob Pittman, CEO of the company, says that they're getting back to pre pandemic levels in 2019. Salem Media Group also reported their second quarter revenue results, and they were up 20%. The total revenue for the company was $63.8 million. Finally, Saga reported their second quarter revenue, and it was up 49.8%, and the company revenue is $28 million. Companies that have not listed their revenue results so far are Univision and Spanish Broadcasting systems. Another news, Odyssey is making news with the Spanish community in New York City at radio station WINS. WINS is launching a Spanish version of its website called WINS Noticias or 1010 Wins WINS Noticias with news aimed at the Spanish community. There'll be a daily Spanish newscast that can be downloaded off their internet site and there'll be other elements aimed at the Hispanic community. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Westwood One makes news because they've extended their contract, yes it's a multi-year contract, to cover NCAA Champions. With basketball and football. What's happening in Denver, Colorado, at radio station KFCO FM? The station is owned and operated by Max Media, and they've dropped their pop CHR format, stunting with various formats. When the new format change arrives, we'll let you know more about it in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's move our microphones to Cincinnati, Ohio, where radio station WVXU FM is making a major change. This is a public broadcasting radio station, and they're dropping all of their music programming, becoming an NPR news talk radio station. iHeartRadio is looking for a new midday radio at radio station WXDXFM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Russ Whip Rose has announced his departure from the radio station. He wants to spend more time on his automotive business, WXDXFM programs, and alternative rock formats. The FCC's latest auction for FM radio stations has come to an end, and iHeart is the big winner in Sacramento, California. Do you remember the days of radio station FM? They transmitted on a frequency of 107.9, and at the time they were owned and operated by Entercom. Well, they surrendered their license back a few years ago when they ran that Hold Your Wee. For a Wii, and they surrendered their license to the FCC rather than to fight legal battles to try to keep the license. Well, that station was up for auction, and iHeartMedia has bid on that radio station a bid of $6,500,000. It'll be interesting to see what format iHeartRadio decides to place on this frequency. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Finally, folks living in Columbus, Ohio will notice changes to the radio landscape at radio station WODCFM. They call themselves 93.3, the bus with a variety of its format. We featured this radio station back in 2015 and the station has added radio announcers to the mix and will provide you an air check of this radio station and in a future all things radio live broadcast. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen July personal people meter ratings. And in New York City, WBLS was certainly a big, big winner. They've had the highest ratings that they've ever had in over 40 years. And as I said before, this station was definitely doing quite well. The number one-ranked radio station is WBLS-FM with an adult contemporary format with a 6.9 share of the audience. The number two-ranked radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary temporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in New York City is WSKQFM with a Spanish tropical format. In Los Angeles, things are definitely different. The number one rec radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic its format. The number two rack radio station is KLVE-FM with a Spanish format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. The big change here is that KFIAM with its News Talk format is down from number three to number eight in the market. In Chicago, Illinois, the big winner here is WBBM-AM with its all-news operation with a 6.7 share of the audience. The number 2 rack radio station is WVAZ-FM with a number of adult contemporary format. And finally, the number 3 rack radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WDRV-FM with a classic rock format. In San Francisco, California, things are status quo. The number one rack radio station is KQED-FM with a news talk format. The number 2 rack radio station is KCBS-AM with its all-news operation. And finally, the number 3 rack radio station in San Francisco, California is KNBR-AM with its all sports operation. In Dallas, Texas, classic hits and variety hits reign supreme. The number one rank radio station is KLUV FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KJKKFM with a variety hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Dallas, Texas is KZPS FM with a classic rock format. In Houston, Texas, the number one rank radio station is KODA FM with a adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KLVN FM with a Mexican regional format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in Houston, Texas, is KLBJ-FM with a Christian CHR format. In Atlanta, Georgia, things are also status quo. The number one rack radio station is WSBAM with its news talk operation. The number two rack radio station is WSRV-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, is WALR-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rack radio station is WDAS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station is WMMR-FM with a rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is WIP FM with its all sports operation. Out of Long Island, the number one rank radio station is WAXQ FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station, and I don't believe I've ever seen this in the top ratings in Long Island, is WKJY FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station out on the island is WFAN FM with its all sports operation. Out of Riverside, California, the number one rank radio station is KOLA FM with a classic format the number two rack radio station is K L Y Y FM with a Spanish format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Riverside, California, also programming a Spanish format is KLV FM. In San Jose, California, the number one rack radio station is K Q E D FM with a news talk format. The number two rack radio station is K B A Y FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in San Jose, California is K E Z R FM with a hot adult contemporary format. Finally out of New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of middlesex Subset and Union, the number one rock radio station is WAXQ FM with a classic rock format. The number two rock radio station is WBLS FM with a Urban long contemporary format. And finally, the number three rock radio station out in New Jersey is WSKQ FM with a Spanish tropical format. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was indeed followed by Progressive Insurance, Babel, Geico, and Lowe's. We at All Things Radio are saddened to report the death of Neil Codun, who was a fixture at National Public Radio. He began work at National. National Public Radio in 1977 as an executive producer of All Things Considered. He was also a news director at National Public Radio, but his most famous role at NPR was the host of Talk of the Nation. Neil Conan passed away at the age of 71 from cancer. Finally, NPR also makes news because they're ending the best of Car Talk. Car Talk aired on NPR for many, many years, but the show will now live on as a podcast. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is jeff, that's J-E-F-F, jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team.
6: Hey guys, this is John Wesley Smith from Hallsville, Missouri. And I guess the headline is that point. Uh, KVMO in Vandalia, Missouri has changed formats again or they are in the process of changing formats. Last week on the the show, Jennifer mentioned that 93.3 in Herman, Missouri was changing its call letters to K-R-T-K. Well, I can't get that station here, although I did a little bit on Saturday morning when we had some enhanced propagation. I don't think that station puts out very much. They uh, were uh, calling themselves real talk and they were stunting with some promotional material for the uh, talk show hosts that they're going to have particularly in morning drive midday and afternoon they gave the call letters for both 93.3 and for 104.3 KVMO Well, KVMO didn't start running that promotional material until today on the um, 9th as I'm making these comments and uh, 104.3 Three as I record this at a quarter after three in the afternoon a 104.3 is running dead air so I don't know if that means they're about to uh, launch the new format or if they're having transmitter trouble. That station has gone through a lot of ups and downs over the last several years being simulcast with different stations. I think they've changed ownership two or three times and I don't know what all but I think it's kind of a losing proposition for whoever so it'll be interesting to see how long the real talk format lasts all right. Enough chatter just that I'd give you the update. Thanks.
2: Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team
3: there we go. And that right. sounds familiar in radio. And I'm glad that
2: a couple of things
4: I have, uh, one is a cor- correction and one is a, a, an old business item. The correction is Westwood one has nothing to do with the college football championships that they, they don't carry. Them. They're oh, on, ESPN on the radio.
2: I, by yeah,
7: definition, they, by definition, Chris, they do because they carry Saturday football games. And, and by technical and, definition, and they and I they think I said in
2: my newscast, it. I said, NCAA, which is what the, which is what the contract yeah, is. Right, yeah, NCAA NCAA
4: doesn't control those championships. So those the baseball and basketball, that they were talking about, but anyway, a little bit on the old business we were talking about. Let's talk, uh, talk to Lucy last week, and on another show, uh, there's a, a guy Jim from Barstow, California, who's a very good caller, and he called into the other show and said that what that was was a replacement for the Gary Moore show. It started on uh, September 7th, 1964, and ended uh, July 30th, 1965, and it was on. Uh, it was a 10 minute show, so it was not one of those uh, features. So it was a 10 minute show, and then I guess he, he said it was followed by Dear Abby. So it was in the block where they'd have Arthur Godfrey then a house party, then that, and Dear, ha- Dear Abby, I guess. So that was the block usually from 10 to noon it was run. And, uh, that's. And of course, these are all expanded there. They took out, you know, they, they were edited down to the 10-minute segments that we got. So, But if uh, I'm glad to hear that Jim is listening. He's very knowledgeable, and if he ever wants to call in or get on the listener line like uh, John Wesley did there, that would
2: be great. All right. Now, Bill, I know you wanted to say something, and I also have the Indianapolis ratings in front of me, and I thought we could no, talk a I'll little about that. No, I'll just make
3: this real quick for Bernie. I was wondering who was going to take over, Bernie, the the uh, the sports talk show in the morning, who was going to be the host. Well, now I know, thanks to Twitter. Kevin Bowen, have you heard that name?
8: I know he works there. I don't even think I've met him.
3: He uh, does a lot of coverage, written coverage. He writes for 107.5, the fan, um, for the Colts. He does a lot of work, a lot of writing work. But he, he's filled in various times over the months, and so he's going to take over Jeff's. Well, I don't know
9: yeah.
3: that he got the program director or that Cake, but,
9: no, but so the program director
8: is going to be a guy named David Wood, who's also programming WIBC. He's oh, programming both
2: stations. Oh my! Goodness. So they're going to save money by having, by keep by by keeping it in house and not exactly. hiring a second person.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So that's how they're going to do it. And
2: and, and that new guy came to the
4: ball game yesterday. He met Sean McDonough and uh, Lou Maroloni and Joe Castiglione. So he's coming and starting to get to know the uh, the guys at the Ei and uh, you know so forth. So he's starting to work his way in.
3: So yeah, he came. He he did his last. show. Show on Tuesday told one of those guys you better straighten up because I still have personnel decisions. You know, power is here, but for a day or two. But I think <laughs> yeah. for all practical purposes, when he left, he was gone. So anyway,
2: I know then, we have some hand raised, but Bernie, I wanted to talk to you about the ratings. If you don't, if you don't mind, uh, uh, I'm going to go yeah. through. The, do you want me? To, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I'm going to go through the top, maybe the top five or so. Number one is WJJK with classic hits. W2 is WIBC FM with News Talk. W3 is WFYI. Now, I've never seen this in the book before as a, as a top station. That's a public broadcasting station. WYXB is number four. WTLC FM is number five. WFPQ is number six. WFMS is country is number seven. WFNI an AM. Now, they have it listed as WFNI AM. I'm not sure how they're going to do that once uh, the, FM, the AM is off the air and how they're going to list that. And that's number seven. Right. I, WZPL is the next one. And WLHK, we, we'll round out. We're not going to do the whole thing, but we're, we're going to end with those. So do you have any comments on that? And I know we got raised hands. Uh, I I was very surprised that WFII <laughs> yeah. number three. I, I've never
8: seen this before. Uh, it's never even been close. And I know in a lot of markets, uh, the NPR stations do quite well. Uh, for example, San Francisco, obviously. Yeah. Or even Washington. even Washington. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have never had that here. And uh I think it'll be interesting
2: and JJK is number 1 and they even lost a point. So <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I, you know, I saw that but you know, but look at look do you I don't know if you have the same page I have and I can certainly send it to you at some point. But if you look at the at the at the shares of all these radio stations, some of them re, are really kind of clustered together. So it's yeah. there's sometimes a a half a point or a point between stations a lot of times. Jeff, so. what was right.
3: the fan share?
2: Uh I play, I play, I closed the page down now Uh-oh. Can I can I give it can I bring it can I bring it back in a little bit in a little bit yeah, I uh... Yeah, yeah,
3: I was just going to say what their share was, but I'm going to tell you this. Why is 250 watt translators beating 50,000 watt <coughs> FM stations? I mean, full coverage FM station.
2: Because people don't, how do I say this? And I'm not sure if I'm right, but maybe Bernie can can help me out here. Brandy, I'm am th- thinking that people just don't listen to AM like they used to.
8: Well, that and, and actually the even the music stations don't get as much right. uh, listenership as they used to. You know, but so, are the translators uh,
4: combined with the AM? Like, if you have a big AM good signal and you've got a little translator and you're combined, did, uh, the ratings combined as one under one umbrella, or are they shown as separate yeah. things?
3: They are. Yeah, it's
5: one. They are right. So it could, it could be
4: the AM or could be the the little FM. How do you uh, know? So
8: there, there are two translators.
2: Yeah, you got two translators. But next time, because W W W F N I is going off the air or is off the air, I should say. Yeah. Um, when they list it, I'm not sure how they're going to list that because the, oh, the translators are RFM stations, but are uh, they going to list it as W um, WIBC HD2? I, I think, think that's what said. they
5: are, so they may yeah, list well they, it they're, as they're
2: that. They're fed on WIBC HD two, but I'm not sure how they're going to list them when we get the that's ratings. Uh, that's what I thought. So, that's well, what we, I do, was what I was we do
7: have some hand raised. Well, and, while you're going there, Jeff, I did look. I did look this up, and, and technically, Jeff is right, and Chris is right with this Westwood one thing. What they are counting as championships, Chris, is that they carry the SEC championship
2: game. For uh, yeah, football. okay. That's yeah, what they though. are
7: counting. So, in a sense, everybody's right.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. right, yeah. Thanks, Terry. All right, uh, Bill in um, in Chicago, unmute yourself, please. Go ahead, Bill.
7: I love
2: real quick.
5: One thing, a news item first. Uh, if and nobody has probably heard this, but in Gibson City. Illinois, which is near Champaign, near the University of Illinois campus, they had this morning nine and a half inches of six, nine and a half inches of rain in six hours. The whole wow. town is underwater. But anyway, talking about people in the station, I think one reason radios are so down now that everybody listens to music and stuff on, on all the other sure. uh, yeah. venues, you know, your iPhones or all that stuff, you know, I and mean, everybody walks around with... With iPhones going and and all, that stuff yeah, I, listening
2: in different different systems. Because- Bill, you make a very good point. But when I look at the Nielsen study this week, and they say that radio radio listing is up, then who is listening to radio? And 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 I'm not sure. Um, thanks very much, yeah, Bill. Thank you very why. much.
5: Yeah, right. Okay. Um, oh, the I know does. You know,
10: who listens to
5: radio <laughs> yeah. people
8: people are always saying uh, well nobody's listening to music radio because they're getting it on their phones but look at the ratings in for instance Los Angeles where uh, the news station where KFI went from 3rd to 8th place yeah. I mean that's that's kind of peculiar. But and meanwhile, then, well, BBM jumped up for three to one, or wherever
4: but, they but were.
2: BBM, a bunch of them. And also, if you look at WINS, and I always take that because that's my favorite all news station, but out of the AM stations, they are the top listened to radio station. And that alternative rock format station in New York is doing terrible in the ratings. So that, that's another thing. Charles, you have your hand raised. Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself, please.
3: Okay, can you hear me?
4: Yeah, yes. keep it quick, keep, no. keep it quick, Charles. Go ahead.
2: Okay, sure.
4: <clears throat> Just want to say thank you for all your help yesterday. I did get WBZ, you know, the the uh, jingles and thank you very much for your taking the time to help me yesterday.
2: All right, thank you very much, Charles. I appreciate it. You're thank welcome. you. Okay. We have Lionel, Luis, Luis Morales. Go ahead, Lionel. Unmute yourself, please. Hey, there you guys, go. Go ahead. While. How you doing? We're doing good. Go good. ahead. Good. What's going on, Lionel?
6: Yeah, you know, let me follow
9: on the heels of uh, the alternative format. Um, uh, Inside Radio Inside did post an article. Uh, they interviewed Kat Corbett last week. As you all know, she left K-Rock in L.A. And I kind of agree with a little something that, that kind of stuck out to what she said. Basically what she's saying, I don't remember her exact word. But, uh, you know, the alternative format, I think it's going to be short-lived. I, th- I think it'll be, it'll be a slow demise. Because the, her reasoning is they're introducing other genres within that format. Uh, hip hop, for example, is being tossed in there because of all the different collaborations with the hip hop artists and the current uh, artists who are. Uh, I
2: think with you're them. right. And Lionel, do you yeah. remember? I also read that article. And one thing, although she didn't say it directly, no. is that they that the announcers don't have the freedom, and they're and they and that's being it's being very mass produced, and that every alternative rock station sounds the same. Where it didn't used mm. to be that way at one time, right. if you remember correctly. Right. So if I heard uh, an alternative rock station in Los Angeles. California, which is KROQ, but I heard an o- another alternative rock station in Chicago, Illinois, they were as different as night and day, and today that's not the case. Oh, no, it's not. Well, even,
0: yeah, like Austin and Dallas, 101X and the Edge, or Act before 101X, I mean, they were similar, but they were different stations. They were very, but they were also back in the 80s and 90s, yes, didn't they?
2: All right, thank you, Lionel. I appreciate it. Bill, I don't know if you want to do Jennifer Sparks calling her in uh, format changes, because she's going to get upset if we don't do them.
3: Ah... <sighs> uh, <laughs> If we can find it... Oh, here we go.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't Don't do that, that to me. You're scaring me, Bill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just kind of messing with you, Jeff, because I can't. Because you get a little I... jumpy between your gin and tonic and all the coffee you drink. You're wired. That's true. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, that
2: is yeah. very true.
3: All right. Here's Jennifer. And she produced it all by... Well, except for some of your high-tech editing skills, Jeff. But here goes Jennifer.
11: Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks here are your call letter and format changes for the week of august 12th kirl fm 89.3 osage beach missouri changes calls to KEYK fm ksoo fm 99.1 sioux falls south dakota changes format from sports to country WTKD-FM 106.5, Dayton, Ohio. Changes format from classic hits... To Religious Teaching WTOD FM 106.5 Toledo, Ohio Changes Format from Silent To Religious Teaching WYDB FM 94.5 Dayton, Ohio Changes Format from Country To Talk K G A Y AM 1270 Palm Springs, California Changes Slogan From the Pride of the Valley To KGAY 106.5 five K G FM 89.1. Montesano, Washington. Changes format from classical to talk. KGHI-FM 91.1 Montesano, Washington changes format from classical to talk WCCM-AM 1490 Boston, Massachusetts changes format from Spanish talk to Spanish CHR WLLN-AM 1370 Lillington, Maryland changes format from silent to regional Mexican WLTG AM 1430 Panama City, Florida changes format from format not available to Spanish religious WZBK AM 1220 Keene, New Hampshire changes format from country to classic hits KLOX FM 90.9 Creston, Iowa changes format from contemporary Christian to religious teaching WKIM FM 98.9 Memphis, Tennessee. Changes slogan from 98.9, The Bridge, to The Roar of Memphis. WTCL AM 1580, Chattahoochee, Florida. Changes calls to WJXO AM WWWA FM 95.3 Augusta, Waterville, Maine, changes format from silent to contemporary Christian. WMEY FM 88.1 Portland, Maine, changes format from silent to contemporary Christian. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week.
3: Thank you, Jennifer. I wonder about those stations in Dayton. I can't imagine 94.5 being talked now. Does anybody know anything about the format in Dayton, Ohio?
5: I think some uh, offshoot of Salem, them. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
3: And I don't think it was Salem
5: themselves. It was one of their offshoots. But, oh. So it's just...
2: And, and there's some changes in Dayton, Ohio. I believe that that the two stations were sold, and one is uh, either K Love, and the other one's that were, something that I never knew that the Educational Media Foundation would do, and they don't normally do talk. But one of them is a Christian talk station.
4: Yeah, they, I would think if you're a radio station owner with the quarterly uh, earnings going up, the economy looking good, this would be the time to sell some stations if you can do it.
3: Well, if if that's I, what I, your I, goal is, you know.
4: What, I'm sorry, Bill. I, didn't, I what'd said, you say.
3: no, I said, if that's your goal. That,
4: yeah, I mean, yeah. you think that people have been just hanging on for a month, a year, you know, and obviously a lot of people didn't make it. But now, if you, you know, if you really don't think that the future of radio is that bright or we'd read, we need to also redefine again, as I say, every time we talk about this when we say, who's listening to the radio? Well, if I'm listening on Miss A, am I listening on the radio or not? And Am I defined as that, or, or am I not? So, that's the question. If the people are out there, and if you're going to say, the people are listening on all these other medias, their iPhones, their Miss A's, then that's fine, and then we got plenty of radio listeners. If you're not, then you don't, and then you need to sell the, sell the station. So.
2: Well, you know, i got to ask you a question, because uh, if you say people don't listen to the radio, and I see the ratings for those Z100, and they're not that bad, the number four in the market, and I want to see if I can get my daughter to do this. Bernie, you have kids, so, and you know what kids are like. I want to see if I, if my, I can get my daughter to listen to the radio station because she does say she likes radio, and I want to see if she'll come on the show and talk about what she likes and doesn't like about it. She's 14 years old. If I could get her to do that, that would be a miracle.
0: Yeah. but Now, would. does she uh, listen on the radio, or does she listen to the radio station on on, on a phone
2: or something? Or, or I believe or she probably listens to it on the phone, but I'm not totally sure. So,
7: yeah. I, well, have out, thing, still- I have filled out these books before You know that, that we get, and I guess, that's how they do the radio ratings, and I don't generally put if I'm listening online or on the phone or whatever. I just put what station I listened to and when I was listening to it. Do they even ask you? They, the do I, they do not.
4: They do no. not. There you go. So who knows? Yeah. This is all theoretical. You know, moving uh, you know chip, chips around on a chessboard. Nobody knows what they're talking about. One way or the I, other. I, I don't.
2: I, I think that radio is in a flux. One of the big problems with radio is that it doesn't know what it. It, it has to keep redefining itself right now. The big thing, for example, but yeah. with, with <clears throat> why and why this? They're competing against a lot of things here. First of all, they're competing against uh, Pandora, uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, uh, YouTube Music, and and they all allow people to create playlists. And that's why iHeartRadio, for example, is is promoting the fact that if you like a song, you like an artist, you can play it. You can create a playlist based on that music that you're listening to. I mean, how do you yeah. compete against that if you're a radio station? If you, if you can't compete, then you got to join them to find a way to make money. I mean, the well, everyone sees iHeart as the, as the devil incarnate, but they're not the devil incarnate. I mean, they got big because they bought up these companies back when, and then there was a recession and they had their own problems. But, you know, they're trying to survive just like everyone else is.
4: Well, I think maybe de-emphasizing music is the way. If, if you're going to say it that way, if you're going to throw it in with Sirius XM and and uh, you know Spotify and Amazon, then you need to sort of go away from music formats on the radio. Not saying you wouldn't have any music on the radio, but I think you need to do more more news, more sports, more information, more public interest, you know, those, all that kind of stuff.
0: Even those though, those formats are competing with uh, internet channels, podcasts. A lot of your sports shows are competing against. You know all these things like Bleacher Report, puts out yeah. a lot of podcasts, the Athletic, all these other stuff. But if Even you've got some established mindset. stars,
4: if you've got a, you know, okay, you're competing. But if you're Van Patrick and you're on, you know, Van Patrick, I'm all right. Dan Patrick, <laughs> and you're on the radio and, and stuff. You know,
0: people know who you are. Or, or Colin Cowherd, well, people and like that. He, he's, yeah. he's on. Oh, they, they diversify too. Sure, they do. Yeah, he, yeah, he's on Peacock, and you got people like Bill Simmons and others that are going to podcasts. and you got to, they're leaving and going to radio. People are leaving, so they're they're having they're starting to have them compete against.
4: Yeah, them. or they're keeping one foot in radio and have other feet other
2: other places. Oh, and so except so you're going do, <clears> to <throat> podcasting throat> is getting more challenging. And when you and, and, and is this going to lead into what what, what uh, Bill's going to be presenting next is like Mark Larson talked about yeah. part, podcasting. It's a great thing, but it's <laughs> it's it's it, they're finding it difficult right now and to find a way to monetize it so that you can make money on those podcasts. That's that's the big thing
8: and there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts and yeah. oh yeah the problem the problem that happens with podcasts in addition to anything on the internet is people do it for a while and then they don't and then they That's do it. and then you know it's it's the same as uh anything you listen to uh online i mean mm-hmm. you can listen to stations on tune in and one day they're gone and then a few days later they decide they're going to come back yeah. you know cuz there's no restriction there's no discipline
2: well, I mean, like, I, say? like I said, Bernie, I w- I'm going to see if my daughter will come on the air and, and talk about uh, yeah. WHTC because I don't know what you know, she listens. She's got her headphones on all the time. Every time I'm in the car with them. Well, that way she doesn't have to listen to, listen to you. That's, that's right. I don't, I don't blame her. I don't want to listen to me either, you know? <laughs> but yeah, well, Gary, you I mean,
5: wanted to get Yeah,
4: it. I it. think yeah, was Gary was
5: trying to, to get it. it. Yeah, I was <laughs> just saying that most people don't do appointment listening now. And right. so if you listen to Dan Patrick, chances are when he's on I think he's on nine to noon Eastern. So you may be doing things and so you want to hear him later in the day. So it's really hard to say who's listening on what. Yeah. I um, mean yeah you know they can the ratings we don't get to see, but if you were buying them you could probably see all those breakdowns as right. to who's listening on what now,
7: now, okay if you take a podcast for example, Bill, you can see as I understand it, who is downloading podcasts that that you put up? Correct,
3: and from where?
7: Right. Yes, you can.
2: And it will tell you the browser they're using, and it will tell you uh, whether the, the it's they're using. It.
7: They're now, using. Now, do you also see then um, if they're listening, say, on their a device or, or their Google device?
2: I don't think I don't think Bill's thing tells us that because I looked at it, I didn't see the voice assistant. I have name. seen
7: them. They do. Yeah.
3: Go ahead, Bernie.
2: And you could you could listen to a podcast without downloading it too. Oh yeah, yes,
3: that's a yes. big part of it now. But,
7: but I I think that's the thing. In some cases, like like in this in Bill's case, if you don't know, I mean, you'd have no idea how many additional people you might have on the a device or um, something like that. But I would bet in a lot of cases, in radio stations, they probably do have that. Well, well, I, I think can the tell podcasting what kind of they're good.
3: listening from, too. And that's a key thing. We've had several different countries check in listening to all things radio. Right. So we, we've got a pretty good idea of who. For example, in just in the past year, now this number is not high, granted, but for... St- people that you know just like us we've had over 17,000 downloads of all things radio and that doesn't include all of them so
2: yeah um, well one thing I can tell you about podcasts is that at some point the, the podcast, will they're not going to go away. But at some point, the ones that, that aren't making money and the ones that... There, there are so many out there that they will be whittled down to the ones that are actually successful. That, well, that's what's if you gonna listen to that. this
3: next segment, this guy is going to talk exactly about that and what he did and how he did it. And part of my inspiration... Bernie, when you mentioned this guy last weekend and being from Indiana, I went tracking something I could get off of his you know this about him and thanks to some of jeff's audio help we were able to put all of this together and i think you're going to find it interesting and a whole different perspective of rush limbaugh that i never thought about you know
8: and uh and then Mark Larson went to Ball State just like a year or two ahead of me, and so I would see him on campus sometimes. <laughs> and that was back in his music radio days. So he'll, far removed from what he ended up doing.
3: He will talk about that. He will talk about how, and you guys will hear this, and this he'll talk about how music jocks or people that were doing that, were naturals to do talk radio because they had the timing down they knew what to do and so i urge you to listen to this i think you're going to like this and this is called beyond the news it's a podcast done by some of the retired or people on the news team at wfla 970 in tampa they're just like us they're just trying to bring back the old days so Mm -hmm. let's see what this sounds like jeff
9: all right, Gordon Byrd here with Beyond the News. We're continuing to gather reaction uh, after the death of Rush Limbaugh, talk radio pioneer, and a long time part of the scene here at WFLA, News Radio WFLA. He passed away Wednesday at the age of 70. Those of you who uh, listen to his show know that he had been in uh, failing health for some time uh, dealing with lung cancer. Uh, we are reaching out to some of the people who uh, have been part of WFLA over the years and who have watched uh, Rush Limbaugh's rise to prominence along with their own careers. This is a name you'll recognize if uh, you go back a ways with WFLA. Mark Larson uh, was a host on WFLA in the 90s just as Rush Limbaugh was uh, getting to be big and he uh, met Rush at least uh, once uh, during that time when uh, Rush came to the Tampa Bay area and uh, he was, he is, Mark, I think you are about the third uh, longest Uh, tenured uh, talk show host in the history of WFLA behind uh, Jack Harris and Ted Webb. So certainly an institution in Tampa Bay radio. Mark Larson, thank you for joining us here on Beyond the News.
12: Well, Gordon, thanks for having me on. And uh, I've been a fan of yours going way back to uh, the old 570 days. So I've been listening to you on the news for a long long time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and Don Richards, and then fortunately both of you came over to to WFLA, so that was nice to have well, you all on the, board.
9: Let's start. You were, of course, breaking into talk radio after a long career in music radio, uh, about the time that uh, Rush Limbaugh arrived on the scene. And in those days, it, people—it's hard for people who uh, who have come up later than us and just know Rush uh, from his. Uh, the reputation solely of of his radio show in current times what a meteoric white hot phenomenon uh, he and the show were when things just got started Uh, you have to explain things like the well I don't even want to use the word rush rooms yet because we have to explain what those were and I'm hoping you'll help me do that
12: My God, I forgot all about the rush rooms, but uh, going back to the the mid and late 80s, talk radio was just, it was just downright boring, and most of the talk radio uh, that most of us radio junkies remember way back in the day, even back to the 70s, when we were dialing around at night, when Larry King was starting out, it was all on late night, overnight radio, and it might have been on stations that were even still playing music on AM, but they relegated the talk shows to the overnight, and guys like like, you know, Larry King, and they'd be interviewing all these boring people, and there was no energy. Um, Bruce Williams, there's another one. Well, hello, my friend. I think you should call an attorney. You know, it was just very vanilla and uh, informational type stuff. And then occasionally you got a guy like Morton Downey Jr. who would just, you know, blow out the transmitter, but none of them were syndicated. They were just local guys, and most of it was totally boring. And and 970 was uh, one of those boring stations uh, before we really turned it on. Um uh, my God when I, I came across the hall from uh the the Power Pig, I think my shift had a 1.8 share, and for those uh, it wasn't my shift, it's what I inherited and for those who don't know the radio lingo or ratings a 1.8 share means there's one or two people listening, it was just hideous Um, and we had new owners and they were committed to uh, resurrecting the, the station and one of the first things they did was bring in Rush Limbaugh, who was syndicated and was one of the first hugely syndicated Acadia talk show hosts on daytime. All the syndication was at nighttime. Mutual radio network carried Larry King and, and some others. and, and uh, So it was really a new thing. Uh, everything was local back then. And so here was this one guy on the whole radio station who was syndicated in prime time. And so some of us were scratching our heads going, well, why would they syndicate, you know, the daytime, you know, the, the prime daytime hours? Why would you bring a guy in on the pipe? Well, we found out pretty quickly why. And he was just magnetic. He was electric. He was entertaining. He was just, he was a phenomenon. And everyone gravitated toward him and the radio station. And um, when I came in, uh, he he facilitated, and this is kind of what I put on my Facebook page. When Rush came in, uh, it, it allowed hordes of Guys like me to jump on his coattails at the local level. And our ride was just unbelievable. Um, And I credit Rush Limbaugh, Gordon, with single-handedly saving AM radio because it was on the ropes. Uh, The audience had largely migrated to FM Uh, Some stations, including WFLA, were still playing music in the early 80s. Uh, There were a few people listening to it, mainly to Jack in the morning, but after that, not so much. Uh, You remember Paul Gonzalez. Uh, Paul had a talk show, but it was on at night. I think it was called Talkback. So what we did in Tampa Bay with the help of Rush blazing the trail was we created this monster talk station, mainstreamed it, and we did talk 24-7. And we were the only station in town with a 24-hour newsroom. uh, And uh, we promoted it. We were everywhere all the time. And all of a sudden, we had a top five radio station in a market of, what, 30-some radio stations.
9: One of the things that it's, I think, harder to explain to somebody who is, let's say, under 40 and didn't grow up with all this is what was special about rush limbaugh compared to what had become before you use the terms magnetic and electric and there had been conservative radio hosts just talking about the politics before limbaugh but he was something different
12: one word one word entertainment entertainment Entertainment. All of the old school talk shows back in the day were—they uh, seemed self-important or very staid, and they didn't wander off from between the lines, and they—they and they all were very proper. Uh, they all wore suits, you know that kind of thing. Well, Rush came in, and he was doing comedy bits. Remember the homeless updates, and and the gay updates, and anyone you could poke fun at, he did. Uh, and it, it was funny stuff, and it wasn't hateful, of course, if you were on the receiving end. Uh, we didn't have all the euphemisms like we do today. This was before all of the newspeak. This was before the PC crowd took over. Nat Hentoff was just beginning to write about PC in the Village Voice back in the late 80s, but it hadn't manifested yet. So the stuff we got away with on talk radio was just uh, it, was, it was beyond fun. And we did not have social media. We didn't have this uh, immediate ability to complain and picket and, and attack people. So we didn't have to worry about folks attacking our sponsors or boycotts or cancellations. Uh, we just entertained the, the heck out of people. And I had, uh, just to give you an example, um, and you might remember 9, 970 back in the day, WFLA. I know they don't call it 970 anymore because there's five frequencies. But we didn't concentrate just on politics. Politics. that was russia 's job he He mainly did that, but he still entertained uh We were clobbered over the head constantly locally. And appropriately by our management to stay away from politics. So there were days I come on and talk about nothing but old cars or the used lawnmower I bought and the wheel fell off and and my wife and my dog were laughing at me or we talked about old guitars or who had the best pizza. And by doing stuff like that, Gordon, we had everyone listening. Uh, I'm libertarian. I, I'm not right or left. Uh, so the media had a hard time locally pigeonholing me. I, they couldn't. Um, but uh, we had men and. Women Women. We had people who were 25 to 30 listening instead of just old white men over 70, um, and, and that's what built WFLA. Is we were universal in appeal. We had you know people who would tune into us for a tornado warning or during hurricanes who'd never heard us before to get the weather and hear one of our talk shows and go. This is great. This blows FM radio away. And so we were actually bringing in listeners. One of our biggest shared listening audiences was 98 Rock, if you could believe that. Uh, and even when I was across the street on uh, 1040 and 820 uh, after uh, 2002 when I came back, uh, my most shared audience was with still with 98 Rock and the classic rock stations. Uh, and those weren't old men at the time. <laughs> so you know, it, it rushed. Rush just changed the rules for talk radio, and and again, to reiterate, the the key word is entertainment. We compel people to listen, not so much by having some, you know, old stodgy guest on, like Newt Gingrich, and and guilty as charged, I had him on I don't know how many times, but we entertain people, and Rush is the one who blazed the trail, he gets 100% of the credit, he saved AM radio, and all of the guys like me who wrote his coattails, just, skated through the 90s. We worked our butts off, but he enabled us to to follow him and have a blast and just make tons of money. And you can't do One that One of
9: anymore. the ways that he changed things was uh, the, the Rush to Excellence tours and the Rush Rooms that I, mm-hmm. I started to reference. Restaurants set aside banquet rooms or dining rooms at lunch and because they found that they were losing business because people didn't want to miss Rush Limbaugh. So they, they actually set aside Rush Rooms where the was piped in, and that was happening.
12: And yeah, we set from- those up. Yep. And of course, there were sponsorships involved, and uh, we would, you know, promote the the restaurant or the bar or wherever it was, and they'd pipe the show in on the big speakers. And uh, on some occasions, we'd have one of the hosts go out and MC the deal and give away some prizes. And so it became a promotional vehicle. And once again, Rush Limbaugh paved the way for those appearances with his Rush to Excellence tour. So guys like Glenn Beck could do it twenty years b-
9: later. But before that, that had never been done on a national level. You might see your. Favorite talk radio host at, uh, you know, doing a remote at the car wash or whatever, but never uh, where people would pay and fill up a venue to just to be in person with uh, the guy they listen to on the radio.
12: Correct. You you might have the local personality at uh, WMCA in New York, or uh, you know KBC out in Los Angeles, or whatever. He may go out and do the keynote address at the local Kiwanis Club or some other gathering like that. But certainly not go out and do uh, an hour and a half monologue in front of a a 1500, 2,000 seat auditorium who came out and paid just to see Rush. Um, you know, we I, I, I would go out and do a as late as 2012. I'd still go out and MC dinners and keynote and do things like that, but I don't think any, I never had an appearance where people would go out and pay, you know, 20 bucks, 40 bucks a head just to see me for 90 minutes, uh, except for Battle of the Talk Show hosts, but uh, again, that's with the whole staff. And, and, and to, to your point, Gordon, uh, when you look at uh, After Rush quit doing the Rush to Excellence tour, uh, we picked up the ball at WFLA and started doing these Battle of the Talk Show hosts appearances, you may recall those, and we'd go out to venues like Ruth Eckert Hall or the Tampa Bay Performing Arts Center, now the Straz, and we'd have the whole staff out there doing a point-counterpoint panel. Uh, it just ripping each other's lungs out on stage, uh, taking on the topic du jour and the audience, it was like championship wrestling and people out in the audience, ah, you know, and I don't know how much they paid; They paid, I think some big bucks for those tickets. And we donated a lot of it to charity and, and what have you, but that's how we kind of picked that up. But again, rush blazed the trail for battle of the talk show hosts. Um, he, he was the, he was the pioneer. The guy was just phenomenal. And, uh, Again, to embellish on the entertainment angle, uh, as talk radio evolved into this new thing in the 90s, and, and cut me off if you're short on time, I tend to go on on tangents, but um, it, it occurred to me as I listened to all these hosts on 970, hosts like myself, other stations... The best talk show hosts of the 90s and beyond were the guys who were on the radio as disc jockeys, air personalities, morning guys, because we had the timing, we had the broadcast experience, we knew how to turn an audience on, we knew how to promote, um, and, and get people excited, and when we parlayed those skills into talk radio, uh, it, it was really an advantage rather than having the local congressman come in and do a talk show and- And, you know, talk about Bill 8425, if we can pass the House. I mean, you know, good Lord, who wants to listen to that crap for three hours? So... Uh, that's where I'm, I'm indifferent to who gets talk shows these days. Uh, it, it's these lawyers and politicians and so forth who may be interesting to a degree, but they just don't entertain. And that was a crucial
9: know. point about uh, Rush Limbaugh's career, that uh, he started out in Top 40 radio, and that's where he learned his pacing. Sure. And uh, that's something that mm-hmm. uh, people give him a lot of credit for in terms of changing the way talk radio is structured, because he had the structure. He had the clock, as we say.
12: We were, we were. Yeah, we were both high-powered uh, nighttime DJs. Um, that, that's where I cut my teeth was on nighttime Top 40 radio, you know, uh, 100,000 miles an hour, uh, yakking it up. The timing was key, and, and so we had that pace and that rhythm and and uh, brought that to the table with talk radio. Uh, the one anomaly to that who succeeded greatly was Lionel. Now, this is a guy, as you know, who was an attorney, uh, but he had this alter ego where he used to call up guys like Paul Gonzalez, and he'd call up as the Gulfport attorney when he was at Stetson Law School. Or, uh, I, think he was in the, I think he was in the Hillsborough prosecutor's office by that time, but uh, he called himself the Gulfport attorney. And this, this guy was just hilarious on the radio, on these calls, and I think we were able to finally get him into the station or meet him or find out who this guy was and gave him a couple of shots on the air, and it was automatic. Uh, but it's because he was just inherently funny. Uh, he did a show one time, I'll remember, called The Pain Show because uh, when he was younger, uh, his uh, his uh, urinary tract wasn't working, and he was in excruciating pain, and he described in depth for about an hour in a monologue how they had to roto-rooter out his urethra so he could urinate. And it was just you couldn't turn the radio off. And then what happened? Calls started coming in for two more hours with people talking about their most excruciating painful moment from childbirth to stuff I can't mention on your podcast, but we could do it on the radio back then. But that's talk radio and uh, you know that's that's certainly not what's going on today howard stern is still out there and he's still crass and he's to some people he's compelling but we were doing stuff way beyond that you know
9: we were having fun indeed uh mark larson it's funny we just had lionel on the prior podcast to yours and he did not bring up the pain show i can't imagine why
12: but <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We're still in touch, and uh, we still talk about that when we're on the phone. You know, we still talk about some of the goofy shows, and uh, he had this one guy, one character called, uh, I think it was uh, Lud from uh, Lutz, and every time something would confront the guy or get him ticked off, he'd say, set it on fire. <laughs> it was just great stuff. Great stuff. But, again, it, it, Gordon, it, it, was the, it was just the halcyon years of talk radio because it was things that you just could not do today. You wouldn't have any sponsors. They'd all be scared that, you know, Black Lives Matter or Antifa or somebody's going to come out and harass them or cancel them or, you know, whatever. Well, you advertise on this show, so we don't want anyone to buy your products. So what do they do? They cancel their advertising. You've seen it today. That's what happened.
9: Given that the media landscape is so different, uh, as you mentioned, are there any lessons from... Rush's career, from his style, from his approach that you think are relevant for anyone who is either breaking into this business today or trying to be a podcaster or trying to be on YouTube, uh, something uh, that involves this kind of audio personality uh, programming.
12: Yes, here it is. It's the same thing our program director, Gabe Hobbs, banged us over the head with the whole time he was at WFLA and the whole time we were all working for him. Lose the politics. Now, there's going to be times like during the Clinton impeachment in uh, 1998-99. Yeah, you've got to do some politics. But when you do the politics, make it funny. My God, look what he was being impeached for. Lying about getting a hummer from Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. Talk about endless material. So instead of just talking about the Ken Starr report and the prosecutorial aspects of, forget that. Why did he get impeached? So we made parody songs. God, I, I did stuff. On Monica Lewinsky that again I couldn't run today uh, be considered misogynist or something even though she put herself in the situation um, but that's how you do it you take a, a boring topic something you maybe have to cover and you have fun with it and that's what Rush did um, I will say Rush got more serious as he got older and he did he did less of the bits because he couldn't because of the PC atmosphere Rush himself kind of Became what we were told not to be more political. Um, but to any newbie, uh, to anyone trying to cut their teeth in talk radio, uh, I would say number one, ditch the politics. Remember the big E, entertainment. That's what compels people to listen. And the second advice I'd give from Gordon, is uh, go sell shoes because talk radio, as you and I knew it, is dead. There's just a handful of guys who are able to do it via satellite. Local talk radio is virtually non existent except for the morning shows. And even if you can get on, Uh, the money you can expect to make will be less than we were making in the late 80s and and early 90s. Fair
9: enough. How about podcasting?
12: Oh, my God, there's another great lie. (laughs) Um, I was when... uh when the great recession hit, um, I left my morning show over at eight 20, uh, cause the station hit the wall. There was no revenue. Um, and, uh, so I went ahead and left at the end of 09 to, to finish getting get back in my real estate career and, and do my screaming car commercials, which were more uh, profitable. But, uh, people were saying, God, please go on, go on, do a podcast, do something, you know, and, and podcasting was just in its babe stages as was, um, high band internet. And so since I owned a recording studio at the time, I already had all the gear. Uh, I said, okay. So um, I got up at five in the morning and I drove to the studio and And produced uh, America's first morning show, uh, called the uh, Mark of the Morning. And uh, I posted it on my site, and it could be downloaded from anywhere in the world at 7 a.m. And it was about a 40 to 45 minute daily podcast. And uh, within six weeks, I was one of the top 50 podcasts in America, even though it was ostensibly a local podcast. I had military guys listening from Guam and in the Middle East. I had uh, people listening coast to coast here, but Spite of the listenership, I migrated two thirds of my weekly audience to the internet. If you can believe that. And in spite of the numbers, I couldn't monetize it. Uh, I was calling all of these Internet advertising agencies, which at the time were in their babe stages. But unless you were Gary Dahl in Chicago or Tim Allen, who was a noted comedian, uh, and you had the ability, even Glenn Beck, where you had uh, the, the ability to promote your podcast on a broadcast entity, you needed millions of clicks a month to be able to monetize your show. Um, and I think uh, in the Nine months that I did the podcast before I came back to WFLA, I think I made enough money to go on two ski trips. And I was working just as hard or harder than I was on a radio show. I was getting paid six figures to do. So uh, I hear all these people get a podcast. I, I tell people it's a great hobby, but there's only a handful of people making the One big bucks. One more question
9: before we wrap it up here. Did, when Rush visited for the Rush to Excellence tour, I know he stopped at the station. We have photographic evidence, thanks to, in part to you. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, did, did you get a chance to meet him, talk to him at any, any extent, uh, any impressions from, from that?
12: Yes, um, and it was so ironic. Uh, first of all, nice guy, really nice guy. Um, so many people out there in Radioland listening, if uh, you're in opposition to whoever's on the radio, you just automatically think the guy's a cruel, nasty, horrible person. Uh, I had people who equated me with axe murderers, and nothing could be further from the truth. I was just an entertaining guy, and I was taking stands and having fun. Um, Rush came in to the station. And we were all able to sit down and hang out and and, uh, shoot the breeze. And Rush was dead quiet. He was so introverted, and we expected him to be, like, you know, running the room and just, you know, doing all the talking, and it was just the opposite. Uh, He he was just sitting there, uh, drinking a Snapple, and totally quiet, and we were all like, wow, really? And it just turned out that he's just what is an incredible introvert, introvert. Um, but if you put him in front of a microphone or put him on a stage, uh, that lit the fuse, and he just went crazy. And that was the great irony, at least as far as all of us. Uh, I remember, you know, all of us sitting around, hanging out, and and Rush was just so quiet.
9: Indeed. Indeed. Probably more than one person in the industry you'd find who, uh, who is like that. Uh, and Snapple and Rush Limbaugh, another story for another time. Mark Larson, thank you very much. Former WFLA host, uh, a man with decades uh, in uh, the radio production and other businesses, uh, and someone who was uh, one of the most successful hosts on WFLA in the era paralleling the 90s into which Rush Limbaugh came into prominence. Thank you very much for joining us here on Beyond the News.
3: Hope that wasn't too boring.
2: That was no. excellent. No, that was that was good. And talk about another guy <laughs> who's introverted <laughs> like that was a guy named Howard Stern. I I, I, I know people who knew him, uh, and when, when you met him in person, he was as quiet as didn't say a word. Put him in front of a microphone. Go ahead, Sean. I say same
0: thing
2: about Jim Rowe
0: I've heard that about him. He's a very quiet guy. Like they talked about when he came here to town, one of the hosts was like, oh, wow. I thought and it was just, he was just real quiet, real shy. Real, but, you know. And they're like the three of that era of the 90s for so their genre. They were right. the ones, the three big ones that put those genres on a map. And,
4: but, you know, like, it reminded me all, of some shows that used to get done. Now, we had a guy, Pat Woodley, and he was a conservative talk show host. But about once a week, he'd do something like your most embarrassing moment. And people would tell these crazy stories about how they went to the door to let in the so-and-so and if they thought it was this guy and they were had no clothes on or whatever they did. You know, the, all these stories that people had. We had the dating show, Dick Syed. we've talked about him, that he used to do the dating show on WRKO. There was one out in KMOX, too, I heard. You know, there's different things that you can do. You can have shows or you could have a block. You could, if you were local, running a local station, you could say, you know what? You've listened to all our syndicated shows because now everything is not all local. But, you know, from three to six, NPZ, no politics zone. We're just going to talk about stuff. Here's the other
2: other guy, and you probably don't remember this, Bill, because uh, Chris, because I don't, I don't know if he got played in Boston, but he did syndicate the show initially. But he came from KGBS, Bill Balance, who uh, was would cut his teeth in Top Forty radio and and, and in middle of the road radio. He had a show called The Feminine Form, wildly, wildly successful. That's when Doctor Larkx got started, right? That's right. Joe, go ahead. You had your hand raised. Go ahead and mute yourself, please. Go ahead.
5: Hi, hi. Good good evening. Okay. Oh, great. Anyway, Mark Larson, that was absolutely fascinating, riveting, and it, it, it's an interesting rush. It became less and less entertaining as, as actually yeah. the years go by. Yeah, what, true. When he first came on, I guess it was August 8, 1988, two-hour show, and I lived in Minneapolis and on KSTP at 1500 on the AM dial. I thought, this guy is conservative. What a shock. Oh man that's the
7: opposite of shock jock but uh, <laughs> but but what it sounds like Joe is what what Mark Larson was saying is Rush became less entertaining because he had to yes yeah. Yeah,
4: yes. I think our and whole has society it. has gotten more because of political correctness and because right. of all this stuff. Our whole society has gotten more serious, and and the pandemic and that, too.
2: Yeah, and was the other thing is, I like about Rush. Was, do you remember when he did the woman's whenever he did the stories about the feminists? We have always played that Leslie Gore, "You Don't Own Me." That song, right. As he yeah. talked, yeah. Yeah. that was great. He did uh, that. was great
4: for man Henry ain't got a home. You know, for the homeless update. Yeah,
0: and I think what happened was you didn't see kind of a liberal version of Rush because by the time they started it, like with things like Aramis. America, and even some of the others, it was a time where you had to be careful because of PC, where if somebody had come along maybe in the 80s or 90s that had a different opinion, the opposite, you know, who knows? They might have they might have blown up also. Like Tom Likas, before he went to a Howard Stern-type show, when he was more political or more, and he did his satire, but he was kind of the opposite, he could have taken off from that. But you had... And then even, like said about that other time, you, know, you mentioned all these guys worked on radio. Go through the talk line at the conservative talk line. Oh, the Don Dan and Mike bon show Dana. was
4: great. I loved Don and yeah. Mike well, yeah. you, had this,
0: yeah. you had this Dan Bongino who was, uh, you know, working in the government. Dana Lash did whatever she did. All the America people, they were all either congressmen or uh, actors or, you know, they weren't. And like most of them now, Glenn Beck's a radio guy. I think Clay Travis worked in radio. George Norrie doing his thing. I mean, he was a radio news guy, but uh, I think Kennedy worked in radio. In the but why
4: in the can TV – okay, so why can TV have have on some of the shows they do, you know, like uh, what's the name, Stephen Colbert? And, you know, they can do it. They can come on, and they can say whatever they want, and everybody says, okay. Because and, it's
2: television. Because it's television, well, yeah. and, and they're also on later on at night, and they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah it's late night stuff.
7: Yeah, and I don't even. And I don't it. even know, Chris, that they can say some of the stuff that they used to be able to. Yeah, I mean, well, look, me look. look I mean,
2: no, but John Sean, just chip. a second, Mario Cuomo. Because I'm not. Gonna, I'm not getting into the politics, but I can. You tell mean, You mean uh, right Andrew. Andrew? Andrew? I mean, I mean Andrew Cuomo. I'm not going to get into the politics of the whole thing and everything. But but Chris Cuomo does a show on, I believe, CNN. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and he was told, "You will not talk about Mario, about oh, no. Andrew, Andrew, you're not, and you will not or, do any of that stuff." And uh, and and you we're not going to we're not going to go there. So yes, it's a lot yeah. different. also, well, that had
4: that, to happen no matter who, what but, year it could have been but, 1980. If you're somebody's brother, you really exactly. can't talk about it. But but yeah. also,
2: you have to remember. That that Rush Limbaugh also had problems too. That Sandra Fluke yeah. incident and 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 almost ruined his career. A lot of stations dropped that show at that point. Um, right, well, the yeah, days think- of being politi- I think we should I think we should wrap this up, Sean. The days of being politically correct are are here right now, and that's why the freedom of talk radio and that's why the talk radio we see today is is and it's not good. Uh, when when a talk host is not allowed to take calls and when they got so pre-screened and so it, it it just sounds terrible if you listen to what what you're hearing on talk shows today. It just sounds horrible. But I think we should get yes. back. And so I think I think we I think we've kind of exhausted this subject, guys. I think it's time to go on, Tor. Like
3: we're here. just getting going, Jeff.
2: I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's
4: a no, I think a no politics zone. I think a station should plug that their drive time in the afternoon is no politics, and then just take and, well, and have different topics well, topics topic each day, whatever you know. Uh, open unfortunately, unfortunately, you unfortunately hey, that's Bill, a, hey,
7: Bill, Bill, that's what you should do. You should have a, a like a, a show sometime – it's no politics, but you can talk about I mean, within reason, right. talk about anything and see what that does for ratings. It doesn't, no, I mean, I'll tell you right now, like,
2: like like you guys did the thing on MTV and you were bitching about the fact that MTV, that it wasn't right, but if they played everything that was played in 1981 MTV and on that first day, they'd have no listeners because all the songs that were played on MTV on that first day were not songs that were big or that were popular or that got a lot of radio airplay. So that's all I'm going to say. That's yeah, why they the couldn't way, do it the same way.
3: The one thing that we will wrap this up, but the one thing I will say, I don't know if it it was on this segment i was looking at this last week but on mark larson he said they were taught and told not to be political to be right. just was, he said that on this on this show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah on this yeah. one just told so, not to do that
8: go ahead Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. um what, one more thing it, it has to do with the fact that and as like mark said He could have tons and tons of listeners on a podcast, and he still could not monetize it. And that is still the same today. And there are so many podcasts out there because people figure, "Hey, I got a microphone, I got a little mixer, I know how to do email, I can do podcasts," and and they get they do it, and they get tired of it, so they stop. And it's just there's no way right now the podcasts can be. No. Financially
3: successful. Yeah, but why did Jeff it, and I keep, doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do lot, keep doing it? Yeah. Why do we keep doing it? Why have we done this for 13 years, I wonder.
2: But uh, uh, Karen, you've got your hand raised. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you, uh, mute yourself, please. Uh, I believe it's... Hello. Go ahead. Yeah, there you, go. you are. You got it.
1: Hi. uh Has 1070 uh, in Indianapolis, Scott's Island? Yes. Yes. I thought yeah. it had because I used to get I'd gotten them at night and all of a sudden last week I wasn't getting them. So I thought, nope. oh, no, they went silent.
2: I was going to say to you, Karen, uh, that's old news already. <laughs> but that's, no, but actually, that's one of the first. Big what are you AM. getting 1070? We were saying a couple of weeks ago,
4: Karen, that that's one of the first big AMs to really go down. If they're, if they're gone for good, we'll see what happens. But
8: that is one Karen, of the first you, ones. Are you getting anything on ten seventy at night?
1: There, uh, not really. I got okay. those. I got uh, the fan pretty clear. I especially I like to listen to SportsCenter all night if I was awake. Right. Okay.
2: Time. Maybe you want to tell the listeners where you're located. Uh, you know, I'm Tennessee. in Knoxville,
1: Tennessee.
3: She's oh, okay. in Knoxville, right. Tennessee, and she, yeah. And Bernie can tell you even what time they went off.
1: <laughs> oh, have y'all? Has yeah, anybody got an air check of when it went off?
2: But there, I have it. Uh, but you know, go ahead, Bernie. It's on YouTube.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll,
3: I'll get it and play it. I'll get it. And play it. For it's it's, it's, it's,
2: it's twenty five seconds, seconds. Yeah, twenty five yeah, seconds. Very short. And, and they don't even say WFNI. They said WIBC. No. Yeah. They didn't yeah. even identify the stage. They just this is WIBC with the in Indianapolis. That's,
8: no, they they did the old news on uh, top of the hour with Chuck Ryan. Oh, well, you know
1: they. <laughs> well, at least Brady they didn't touch the toilet
4: yeah, like yeah. those
8: guys
2: did at HDH. That was pretty bad that time. That was
3: but, but we'll get it for you, Karen, next
2: week. I've got it, Bill, if you don't have it, I do have it, so Okay.
1: I I'd heard on the Raleigh James show also something's going on with WLW. Does anybody know about that?
4: No. What about I what they do you- say was going on? Did
5: they say what what it was?
1: No, I well I, it, I guess. They're putting some stuff
5: at the transmitter site. They're not moving it, but they're putting some industrial stuff in or near their that and side that apparently.
9: They are they saying it might
5: interfere with them?
9: Interfere I don't know
5: much vehicle?
2: about it, really. No, I, just, I just, heard that, you know they were putting some uh, stuff on. And, and again, on some of that again, property. Karen, they're owned by iHeart, and you got to give them credit while they don't have the trucker show on, and the all-night show. All Night Show. All the all the rest of the day is all live and local. That's yes, right. They
1: are, and, and uh, really, I did, uh, uh, Oh, go ahead, Karen. Uh, Steve Summers, I think, is online right now.
7: Okay. Yeah. Very good. I, I did read something. I got a phone call. I want to go. All right. Very okay. good, Karen. Thank you. I did read something at one point that WLW said that at some point, they didn't say obviously when, but they say at some point they may consider bringing back their uh, overnight no. show. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're still on, Karen. No, she's muted. Go ahead. No,
0: okay. <laughs> You know, one thing WLW benefits by having that second talk station to put all the syndicated stuff on them, and KFI benefit
3: by that. That's yeah. Good, you know. Jeff, this next segment is that the fourteen minute one or the six minute one? You you want me to play?
2: No the one the one is the air check the fourteen minute one. It's WDRC FM. It says uh, oldies. yeah. I and yeah, the, the other one, one. is classic rock. That's also about ten minutes long. So.
3: Okay, so I'll do the fourteen minute one first. Okay, is that the what you want me to do?
2: Yeah, the, the, we're going to hear the old D R C and you can and you can see how an oldie station should sound as opposed to how they sound today. Well,
3: maybe I could learn something for the legend. All right, let's play it and <laughs> see what it sounds. I'll never learn.
2: Mm-hmm. This week in my classic air check segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to October 28th, 1998. And we're traveling to Hartford, Connecticut. We're going to listen to radio station WDRC-FM. At that time, WDRC-FM was owned and operated by Buckley Broadcasting, and they programmed an oldies format. The radio announcer we're going to listen to is Doug Taylor. So without further ado, why don't you sit back and enjoy radio station WDRC-FM from October 28th, 1998, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
13: 6103. This is Doug Taylor. Mark Thomas standing by. Oh, looky, Mark. A story from Wisconsin. Oh, no. Yeah, from Milwaukee. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm not, sir. You know, when there's uh, smoke, there's usually fire, and, well, you don't want to fire down there. A man may be looking for medical attention yeah. after robbing a, a downtown Milwaukee bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man told the teller he had a bomb and demanded money, and the teller put money uh, and an exploding die pack in the bag. Right. The man uh, proceeded. He didn't know that, that they were doing this behind the counter. He stuffed the bag in his pants and he fled. And the pack uh, is designed to explode and mark a robber with an irritating chemical dye. hmm That must have been awfully painful, you know? <laughs> Interesting how his uh, voice kind of drops, you know, several octaves when that happened. Maybe he's a little embarrassed to go to a doctor after that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, probably. Uh, take a look at that, nurse. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> are the roadways down there anyway? Uh, they're a little bit slow slower through Hartford. This traffic report brought to you by Angelo Sandwich Shops. Doug 84 eastbound is going to be heavy for the 47 on ramp from Siggity Street to the Bulkeley. Westbound is not stopping going, but it is very heavy for the Bulkeley Bridge, crawling all the way out to 41 South Main Street of West Hartford. 91 northbound looks a little bit slow past the footbridge up to Jennings Road. Southbound from Jennings Road down to the footbridge with busy traffic. 291 eastbound, still backed up the beginning of the expressway out to the exit 3 on ramp with an accident final stage of clearing from the right shoulder, northbound 95. I'm still slow 44 in the log war, 48 to the Q Bridge, and 51 to the Lake Salt Bridge. I'm Mark Thomas, another traffic check in fifty-eight minutes on Big D. 103. Stop by D'Angelo's and try their classic number nine sub. It's made with the finest ingredients: juicy steak, melted cheese, peppers, onions, and mushrooms. Try one today. D'Angelo's the sandwich specialists. NBC 30 weather for tonight, cloudy, breezy, showers likely tonight, a low forty to forty-five. Partly sunny tomorrow, windy and cooler, in a high fifty-five to sixty. Right now, fifty-eight degrees. At your number one station for good. Good times and great oldies
1: 102.9
13: big d103 yeah. on the motown tour this week back in 1962 this talented trio was performing in washington dc the supremes and doug taylor Roy Orbison on Big D 103 and this is Doug Taylor. Don't forget to listen to Mark Summers mornings on the Big D where all this week you could win free tickets to see the New England Blizzard in their home opener November 5th at the Hartford Civic Center. Listen and win mornings with Mark right here on 102.9 Big D 103. (laughs) Again, this afternoon, we got Mark Thomas. And how are things uh, looking out there, Mark? John Mark Thomas of the Traffic Check in 15 Minutes on Big D. 103. The Hartford Current, your source for the latest news, sports, and business. With in depth reporting and useful information, see what's in it
9: for you. Thanks to Governor Rowland, Connecticut is back on track.
13: Times, great oldies. Well, here's a fellow who's been named 1999 Music Cares Person of the Year. That's according to the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, Stevie Wonder will receive that honor in February on L. A. If it's a great oldie, it's
14: got to be 102.9. Big D 103. Big D 103. Is
13: some good, clean fun. Here's Bobby Darin.
15: Splish, splash. I was taking the bath.
13: The Americans on Big D 103 with Doug Taylor and a final check on the roadways this afternoon. It's a hump day, a Wednesday, all downhill into the weekend from here. That's right. I love saying that. I know you do. Mark Thomas, what's happening out there, buddy? I'm Mark Thomas. Dave Bell's back first thing tomorrow morning with another traffic check on Big D 103. Travel through time at America's most remarkable new museum this weekend. Enjoy Native American monster stories at the Mashantucket Pequot Museum and Research Center. Exit 92 off I-95. Open daily. (laughs) Filene's Best of the Northeast Sale, paid for by friends at Chris Dodd. NBC 30 Weather for tonight: cloudy, breezy, showers likely. A low 40 to 45. Partly sunny tomorrow. Windy, cooler, and a high 55 to 60. Right now, 58 degrees at your number one station for good times and great oldies: 102.9. 50, he me
15: his kid.
14: Our call letters are WDRCFL. Our dial position is 102.9. Your number one station for good times and great oldies.
7: WDRC, Hartford,
14: Big D103. And now, ladies and gentlemen. 60s. The Beatles. And not what your country can do for you. The Batmobile. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. Carl Yastrzemski has tied it up in the ninth inning with a home run. Magical Mystery Tour. LP By the
5: Beatles. I have a dream to be. And now, folks, it's suck it to me time. Welcome down. i murder one. That's one small step for man. Half a million kids can to get together and have three days on fire and music. Mod Squad. The President of the United
3: States is not about to commit forces. Six days. Six
5: It's
14: time for the 60s at six on 102.9 Big D 103. I'm
13: the best. Big D 103, it's the 60s at 6 with Doug Taylor. It's also a one-hit wonder Wednesday. Spotlight 1969 and a million seller from this group. They only had one hit. Young Holt Unlimited, soulful strides. That's Young Holt Unlimited with a soulful strut on Big D-103. This is Doug Taylor. Stick around this hour. It's 66. We've got the grassroots. Also, lovely Leslie Gore, the Drifters, and more of those one-hit wonders uh, coming up on Big D-103. Well, here's PC and the computer genius. Big D-103. Big D-103, are you ready for another workout tonight? Ooh, I'm sweating the oldies. Doing the locomotion. Here's little Eva Boyd on the Big D.
14: Big D 103 remembers 1966 good afternoon Mr. Phelps your mission Jim should you decide to accept it is keep Cardoza alive so that he may continue to aid Delgado this recording will self-destruct in five seconds good luck Jim
13: 103, good times, great oldies, Temptations, brand new album out called Phoenix Rising. I understand it's now a million seller on the charts. Here they are from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, The Tempts. can
0: believe
2: my ears,
13: could never, ever love another after loving you. Don't you know that's true? Those are the temptations on Big D103. And I'm Doug Taylor. You know, weeknights after 8 o'clock, we got old Glenn O'Brien walking through the door, and he'll keep you company with the best oldies on the radio tonight. And, you know, this week, listen to Big D103 with Glenn, and you could win tickets to the Connecticut Pet Show. That's coming to the Expo Center in Hartford November 7th and 8th. You might want to mark that on your calendar. Uh, Tonight, you could win a family four-pack with Glenn O'Brien this evening after 8 o'clock right here on Big D103. Teachers, environmentalists, tax Pairs. e 4 by friends of John Rowland Incorporated, Frank Biondi Treasurer, and Jody rail Lieutenant Governor 98, Bonnie Smith Treasurer. NBC 30 weather for tonight. Cloudy, breezy. Showers likely later on, a low 40 to 45. Partly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be windy. It's going to be cooler. And highs 55 to 60. Right now down to 56 degrees. At your number one station for good times and great oldies, 102.9. Big D 103.
15: Baby, I know that Big D 103.
13: Good times. Great the 60s at 6 and also a one hit wonder Wednesday. And by the way, tomorrow night, top 10 at 10. It's from this week back in 1968. Yeah, here's a million seller from that year The
6: Occasions. I'm a girl John Taylor.
13: Three certified gold this week back in 1969. Here's the Guess Who laughing. 5103, <laughs> that's our Canadian friends. Ooh, Burton Cummings and the Guess Who. Yeah, they're laughing. This is Doug Taylor with the 60s is 6. Also one-hit wonder Wednesday with the Buffalo Springfield coming up next. <laughs>
14: Hi, it's Mark Summers and, of course, Beth Bradley on Big D 103. Well, Beth, tomorrow morning we've got good times, great oldies, and more. More? More what? Well, more great stuff.
1: Come on, be specific.
14: I'll be specific. We've got Big D Monster Bash tickets. We've got tickets for the New England Blizzard home opener and Big D Morning Show mug.
1: I'll have news. Dave
14: Bell on traffic, Bob Max's weather, and, of course, the most music in the morning right here on 102.9 Big D 103. 102.9 is 102.9 Big D 103 remembers 1963. I wish I could show my appreciation for all you've done for me, Tim. You took me in, you fed me, you clothed me, and now you're helping me with a spaceship. You know, as soon as we fix this spaceship, it's uh, goodbye,
3: everybody. Big D 103.
13: Us in the Supremes on Big D one hundred and three, and I'm Doug Taylor. Hey, the big weekend coming up! Our Big D Halloween night in our old G Fox building in downtown Hartford. It's the Big D Monster Bash. You don't want to miss this. Is Edgar Allan Poe's A Town Gone Mad? Forty continuous shows, including the Raven, the Pit and the Pendulum, fourteen haunted dungeons, six entertainment stages, and even a little pumpkin patch for the kids on Halloween night uh, between six and nine. Tickets are only eight dollars, and best of all, you know, one dollar of that eight will be going towards uh, the, our friends at Food Share. See you Halloween night for the Big D Monster Bash with all your friends right here at Big D 103.
6: Now, the Gem Jewelry Special Report with Mike and Eric. Doors open at 9 a.m. sharp.
13: NBC 30 weather for tonight. Cloudy, breezy. Oh, yes, and some rain is already coming down. Tonight's low 40 to 45. Partly sunny and windy tomorrow and cooler, a high 55 to 60. Right now, 56 degrees at your number one station for good times and great oldies, 102.9. 60s at 6 these are the hondells It's all right Our call letters are
14: WDRCFL Our dial position is 102.9 Your number one station for good times and great oldies They're
1: good Hartford. Yeah.
13: At wonder wednesday here's marcy blaine You're
2: not bobby's
13: girl. oh heck everybody wants to be bobby's girl well not bobby's me of course girl. that's marcy blaine on big d103 yeah this is doug taylor we got the birds coming up also gary Lewis and the playboys got the beatles and more of those one hit wonders coming up too on big d103
15: did you see the current today i was
13: released back in 1971 be the title burn Shipley One Toke Over the Line. One over the line. Sweet Jesus. One, toke, one toke over the line.
14: Mark Summers plays the most music in the morning here on 102.9 Big D103.
13: The age of rock and roll. Big D one o three from the Hall of Fame. Here's Ricky Nelson. I'm a traveling man.
1: Big
13: D one o three. Oh, uh, my Sharia Moore. Wonder on Big D one oh three and I'm Doug Taylor, listen to Mark Summers mornings on the Big D. We're all this week. You could win free tickets to see the New England Blizzard in their home opener. That's November 5th at the Hartford Civic Center. Listen and win mornings with Mark right here on Big D one O three.
2: Well, there you go. Memories of October 28th, 1998 at Radio Station WDRC FM when they were an oldie station. Now if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it. The email address here is Jeff. That's J E F F Jeff at all thingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line, toll-free and hassle-free at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And, of course, hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett.
3: That's one of the best sounding stations I've ever heard, and that just sounded good, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Bill. I, yeah. I enjoyed listening to them. And I it's, it's funny because when my parents lived in the Bronx, I could get that radio station on band opening. So it was definitely interesting to listen to back then, and it was a good radio station. And, you know, I don't know that they're bad as a classic rock station. I think you'll have to make a, your decision on that as we go. But uh, I think it was okay as an oldie station. Again, things have changed, and what's old now is uh, is different. You right. know, the oldies from the 70s and 80s are old today. For but the even
3: group. 1998 for that station, that was... I mean, you didn't see many stations even doing that in 1998. Well, no,
5: no. You're, you're, yeah, you're right. a lot of the 50s by were the, gone
0: by that too. So By the 90s, they were already getting into the 70s because that whole philosophy of all these stations, you say, what, uh, two decades behind what decades
2: you're in or whatever. Well, yeah, part of the reason they changed oldies. is because they were having trouble getting the, the proper demographics to sell advertising, and so yeah. and so the station made the change in 1990. And, you know, not too long after that, they made the change to uh, a more... Uh, uh, and of course, now they're classic rock. They're not even that, not even oldies anymore. But that's what happened to the radio station. That's what they were. And of course, their yeah. big, the big, the big, uh, the sister station of WDRC, of course, was the big top forty station that they had back in Connecticut. Was WDRC am uh, of course that's oh, yeah. no longer. So, all right, I think it's time to go get, get my nice cup of coffee here.
3: I thought it was number thirteen
2: probably number three. You're probably right about that. I thought it was gin and tonics. Well, you know, I can't drink too many of those. Uh, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bernie, I got to tell you, I'll go to the restroom with my with my stepdaughter and my daughter, and, and the first thing Brennan will say to me is, aren't you going to have your gin and tonics at at, at 12 o'clock in the air? Not, not now. Well, I'll have later on, maybe. But not right now.
3: Everybody in Albany knows what he does.
2: That's right. <laughs> Some of yeah. us got to go check out and
0: see since they built it if people came or not for the game, for the field. That's right. That's
3: getting a yeah. lot of good publicity on Twitter right now. That's so. That is really skyrocketing. Thanks, everyone.
2: And, uh, before we go, just quickly, let's all ever get, let's have a bunch of prayers for Tim. Tim, yeah, really yeah. Tim yeah. uh, i talk well, to, well, to him this afternoon.
3: I'll be doing his show tomorrow. A little shameless plug there. I'll do everything I can to ruin his show. So I just keep doing it. But anyway, we'll yeah, be on well. there tomorrow.
0: Them Bill's ruining your show.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> really, I mean, really, it's desperate times, Tim. So listen get back buddy anyway thanks bernie thanks everyone
2: earlier in the program we visited radio station wdrcfm with their oldies format from october 28th 1998 now let's revisit wdrcfm from hartford connecticut with their classic rock format they call themselves 1029 the whale and we're going to hear how mornings sounds on this radio station so without further ado sit back and listen to wdrcfm from hartford connecticut on this week's edition of all things radio live 10
10: questions, 60 seconds, $1,000 on the line. Sweating yet? The Pocosi $1,000 Minute on 1029 The Whale, Connecticut's Classic Rock.
15: Your chance to win $1,000 playing Pocosi's $1,000 Minute. Rob Ray in for Pocosi. I have Natalie from East Hampton on the line. Natalie, how are you this morning? I'm good, Rob. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and let's see how you do. Good luck. Name the three primary colors.
1: Red, yellow, blue.
15: Pure water has a pH level of around? Zero. Who starts first in chess? Um, What color? Okay. What sport is best known as the king of sports? Soccer. Keith Moon and John Entwistle of The Who are said to have inspired the name of which other classic rock band? Uh, What's the most expensive home in the world? The Vatican. How long does it take to hard boil an egg? 20 minutes. Which scientist was awarded the 1921 Nobel Prize in Physics? Pass. In the Big Lebowski, the dude can't stand which band?
1: Oh, shoot. Uh,
15: bad. Okay. Well, you you got two right, Natalie. Uh, Pure water has a pH level of around 7. White starts first in chess. (sighs) Keith Moon and John Entwistle inspired the name of Led Zeppelin. They said the music would go over like a lead balloon. Uh, The most expensive home in the world is Buckingham Palace. It takes seven minutes to hard boil an egg. Albert Einstein won the 1921 Nobel Prize in Physics. And the dude in the Big Lebowski, he cannot stand the Eagles. Oh. So, Natalie, uh, you won 20 bucks. Thanks so much for playing, and thanks for listening to 1029 The Whale.
10: Thank you.
15: Another shot at $1,000 weekday mornings at 7.
10: The cozy $1,000 minute. 1029 The Whale, Connecticut's classic rock. Flash this summer with 102.9 the, the Whale Summer of Cash. Listen weekdays between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. to text and win your share of twenty thousand dollars. From 102.9 the, the Whale. Connecticut's, Connecticut's, Connecticut's classic rock. the by Silas Dean Pond with nine locations.
15: Rock in and rock out. 1029 The Whale at work. Rob Bray in for Pacozzi all week while he enjoys his vacation. Now is your chance to win an invite into our $20,000 cash party and receive event alerts and promos from 1029 The Whale. Text the keyword Motley. That's Motley, to 800-111. We'll send you a text confirming entry, standard data, and message rate supply. Receive up to three messages a month. Terms and privacy can be found at fullpowerradio.com. According to a new study, research suggests the more money you make, the longer you'll live. They discovered that every $50,000 of income lowers a person's risk of death by 5%. And for those who make $139,000 more than a sibling, their chances of outliving them increased. Well, I've been gainfully employed in radio for many years now, so I'm making a pretty stable salary. So all I can say is, nice knowing you. 102.9 102.9 The Whale Traffic. Powered by the Connecticut Lottery. It doesn't take much to live big. Thank you very much, Eddie. Traffic driven by Dunkin'. Goats fans get energized for game day with a Dunkin' Espresso deal you don't want to strike out on. Pick up a power hitter with a $3 medium latte, cappuccino, or signature latte from 2 to 6 p.m. The art goats run on Duncan. Exclusion supply participation may vary. Limited time offer. 1029 The Whale Weather brought to you by CampbellCooling.com. Summer is here. Stay cool with Campbell Cooling. Another hazy, sunny day today. Due to the California wildfires, it should disappear tonight. Sunny skies today. Highs in the low 90s. Chance of showers tonight. Low 65. Tomorrow and Thursday are carbon copies. Chance of showers. Highs in the upper 70s. In Cromwell, the Mastercraft Auto Body temperature is 66 coming up in four minutes i'll tell you about an nfl quarterback's interesting way of training he says he was kidding at least we hope so sound 1029 the whale connecticut's classic rock NFL player, I don't think this would be part of my training regimen. 102.9
10: The Whale, Connecticut's classic rock,
15: Pacozi Sports. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the worst team in the NFL last year, so they had the number one overall draft pick. They chose quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and everyone says he's going to be the starter this year. The starting quarterback for Jacksonville had been Gardner Minshew. If you don't know who that is, he's the guy with the large mustache, kind of looks like a 70s porn star. Well, he says he is not giving up the number one quarterback job without a fight, and he says he has a strategy that he thinks will give him an edge. In a recent podcast, he said, and I quote here, in preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a blank in weeks. Because number two isn't an option for me. Number two is not an option, end quote. Hopefully he was kidding. But if you tune in to watch the Jaguars' first regular season game of the year, September 12th at 1 o'clock against the Houston Texans, and he's about 50 pounds heavier, you'll know he wasn't kidding.
10: The Cozy Sports, 7.30 mornings on 102.9 The Whale, Connecticut's Classic rock. During the pandemic, people thought it was strange that you were stockpiling bars of soap. Now we know why. After a year off, it's time for the 34th Annual Mud Volleyball Tournament. Join 1029 The Whale on Saturday, August 21st at Zor Pond in Middletown. Form a team and get back in the mud for a great cause. All proceeds support people with epilepsy in Connecticut. Sign up at mudvolleyballct.com or at epilepsyct.com. Who knows? Maybe Carl Spackler will be there deep reference keep it it's fine we have a pond in the back we have a pool and a pond a pond would be good for you natural spring. Enjoy good, clean fun at the 34th Annual Mud Volleyball Tournament,
15: August 21st with 102.9 The Whale, Connecticut's Classic Rock. 102.9 The Whale weather brought to you by CampbellCooling.com. Summer is here. Stay cool with Campbell Cooling. Another hazy day today. Sunny, highs in the low 90s. Chance of showers tonight, low 65. Tomorrow and Thursday are basically the same. Chance of showers, highs in the upper 70s. In West Hartford, the Mastercraft auto body temperature is 66. Coming up in about a half hour, your chance to win a pair of tickets to Farm Aid Saturday, September 25th at the Xfinity in Hartford. If you can identify six songs in 30 seconds during Picosi's 30-second six-song challenge, and then about an hour away, we will give you 60 minutes commercial-free classic rock from 1029 The Whale. Well,
2: there you go. A trip to Hartford, Connecticut, and radio station WDRC-FM, 1029 The Whale, with their classic rock format. Now, if you have any comments concerning this portion of the program, want to let me know about it. It. the email address here is jeff that's j-e-f-f-jeff at allthingsradio.net and that feedback line is always available at 800 595 that's 800-693-0595 ending option two for the podcast team for all things radio live i'm jeff bennett